This week's episode is graciously sponsored by the ethical handbag line Baino, who recently partnered with the National Down Syndrome Society on a curated capsule collection of handbags with the signature Nini Tote named after the founder's sister who has Down syndrome. With every purchase made from this collection, 20% is donated to the National Down Syndrome Society to support their impactful work. Head to Baino.com, that's B-E-H-N-O, and use the code N-D-S-S at checkout for a complimentary Terra card holder, a $75 value, which will be sent your way with any purchase from the N-D-S-S capsule collection. This week's episode is brought to you by Quantum Reflex Integration, or QRI, which uses cold lasers to repair neurological communication using acupuncture points. Parents find the program easy to implement in their home at their convenience, saying, hands down the best therapy that we do. Visit reflexintegration.net and use code QRILUCKYFEW for a free QRI computer harmonizer valued at $159 when you purchase an essential package today. Hey friends, welcome to episode 43 of the Lucky Few podcast, where we are shifting the narrative by shouting the worth of people with Down syndrome. This is Heather, Mercedes, and Micah. And today we are so excited to interview Val Schleter and Allison Koval, a set of sisters who are going to share all about the Best Buddies program and how it's changed their lives. What a fun way to finish our back to school series. Thank you for joining us, friends. Welcome to the Lucky Few podcast. All right. Congratulations, ladies. We've made it at least a month into back to school routines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. hmm. How are, <laughs> do I dare ask, how are things going? <laughs> um, I Things are just, we're just figuring some things out over here. So, um, so I don't know that I have a lot to add right now, except that with ACE, some good things are happening. So he got his um, AAC device last week and he is starting to communicate. So you want to hear my early good news? Yes, but I also want to know what an AAC device is. Oh, okay. It's augmentative alternative communication Communication. device. Okay. So this is the, when kids are using iPads to communicate. Okay. So, um, and it is, it's, Usually, um, once I don't know what age do they determine that a child is currently nonverbal? I don't know, and I've always kind of been we- leery to say that ACE is nonverbal. I say not yet verbal. Um, I think that's the right attitude. Okay, I think thanks. not, yeah, I think nonverbal. <laughs> it, yeah, we'll talk about that in another episode. <laughs> yes, let's do that. Um, but he's so he's four and a half. We've struggled a lot with communication and, um, he just needs something to give him a new way forward. And so I've been pursuing this for a while for him and he tried it at a camp at a speech camp this past summer and really responded to it. And then down syndrome connection, our, um, our local like support, um, 
Down Syndrome Support Community has a lending library of these devices, and they are like iPads um, and have different uh, programs on them that you can use for communication. So um, Ace had an evaluation at school, and he had an evaluation at the um, Down Syndrome Connection, and they have given, they've decided kind of together that this program LAMP is the best program for him, and he's going to be um, using it to communicate. So um, one of the things that people talk about is that like, for a lot of kids with Down syndrome who start using these devices, it 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 can seem like it's a, like, oh, we're giving up. He's now going to speak through a iPad. Um, but a lot of kids just kind of need that step to start to figure out how to, how to communicate. Um, so that's what Ace is up to yesterday. I, he's been, he's got like five buttons that he's using right now, like hi, bye, uh, more and, uh, like drink and eat and stuff like that. And, and potty. And yesterday Mm -hmm. he was eating lunch and he hit potty. And I was like, Ace, are you sure you, this you want to potty right now we're kind of eating and he hit potty again and so and i can't like he's just starting this so i can't tell if he's like you know getting it or not or just hitting buttons but he we got down i took him to the potty he sat there for five minutes he peed in the toilet and he got up and he shouted all done oh stop it it was awesome awesome i've heard really great things about lamp yeah, yeah. I've, I, there's, you know, all the, I've, so I've kind of done my research on these different, there's a, like a few different ones and lamp is cool because everything always stays in the same position. So if you have a kid who is like one of their strengths is, um, oh, what's it called? A strength when they like can find things, um, motor, motor planning, mm-hmm. motor planning. So, which is like ACE, that's a strength for him. So he right away like could tell where more was and kept coming back to more. And so, um, yeah, I think, I think it's going to be really good for him. And I I feel like it's already starting to like make him want to tell me more things. Awesome. This is really good. Good news in the beginning related to school. Yeah. Yeah. So yay school. Yay school. (laughs) Mercedes, how about you? Um, we have been, Good. So I homeschooled the kiddos and it, it kind of was put on hold while we were moving because yes. we moved mm-hmm. and um, they're always with me. So <laughs> when you move and your kids are always with you, it's just a lot. So we did a lot of field trips, yes. <laughs> homeschool field trips. Um, but we just got into a groove last week and I think fall really helped that. So I just dove into all things fall apples we dissected an apple last week and lots of spider making and owls i don't know i'm pretty proud of myself for being crafty and cute so i know i came over i came over the other night because now mercedes is my neighbor (laughs) and there was all kinds of fun homeschool stuff happening so kudos to you girl i did tell heather though i was like Oh, you, you asked, I think, how did you do all this? And I'm like, well, it about killed me, but yeah. we did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we do hard things. We do hard things all day, like crafting. Um, 
Okay, so I will share this. I feel like this is also good news, reversing it up here, but it has to do with school. I think a month in is telling of like the honeymoon phase is over usually. Um, and we've had some fun and exciting incidents the last few weeks. We'll just say that. <laughs> but we scored with the teacher with Macy this year. I've talked about her already. And maybe she'll be on the podcast because I'd love her. I would love to pick her brain about 100 things. I also want her to be my best friend. Um, hey. I know. She's great. But yesterday, just yesterday, she sent me a message and said, hey, I just want you to know Mason's been having a great week and everything's been going good. But today at lunch, she was hitting kids with her string cheese. And then... <laughs> And then when Sorry. her, um, that was my reaction. Then when her aide, her aide who like sits back, he doesn't like join her. He's, he's pretty like in the shadows. He went over to stop the whole situation. And then she was spitting food on him and on Aww. people around her. Yeah. Oh, and so my take on that is fifth graders at lunch are hitting each other with their string cheese and wrestling and throwing food and, you know, like being silly. And Mason's just observing and feeling comfortable enough with her peers yeah. to jump in. Mm-hmm. The spitting food's not a good idea ever, no, no matter what. But I'm sure she's not the first fifth grader to spit food on a friend. I, I guarantee you she's seen someone do that. So, because she doesn't spit food at home. Um, and so that was my take on it. But I didn't feel like I wanted to get defensive in my message back. So I just said, yeah, um, I'll talk to her when she gets home. And then the teacher responded back and she said basically that exact same thing. Like, I think she's feeling comfortable with her peers. A lot of kids get a pass in this way. I think we need to let Macy have a pass here. And I'm like, how in the world did we get this That's teacher awesome. who's yeah. never worked with a kid with Down syndrome, this is her first time doing inclusion like this, and she just gets it. And I'm so thankful. Okay. So Mason's doing great. She's making friends. There's a sweet little girl named, I shouldn't say her name. Oh, <laughs> I almost yeah. did. <laughs> her name, and you can find her at this address. Okay. This is where they go to school. This is her teacher's name. First and last name and social. Um, She always walks Mace. They walk together towards the same gate at the end of the day. And oftentimes Mason's walking ahead of her. So the conversation I just had with Macy was, hey, Mason, why don't, do you want to walk with, we're going to call her Sue. That's not her name. Do you want to walk with Sue after class? And he's like, yeah. I said, well, babe, go to Sue and say, hey, I'd love to walk with you. Or, hey, you want to walk after school? I said, that's what a lot of friends do when they're in fifth grade. They walk together to the gate or to their parents or wherever. And she's like, okay. And so then she also did that yesterday and walked with Sue Sue. Sweet, sweet Sue. And Sue's, because usually Mason's like a few steps ahead and Sue's like running after her, like Mason. And Mason's just <laughs> still learning, you know, like how to be socially yeah. appropriate with all of her friends. She is most of the time. But on that note, friends, okay? So I think for me, and maybe this is for you guys, I know, I, I think it doesn't matter how old your kid is, relationships are really important. And when you have a kid with Down syndrome, there's a fear, I think, for a lot of us about friendships um, parents worry about their kids with different abilities and friendship at school I know it's been a huge thing for us last year was really hard and we get a ton of questions from parents and kids without different abilities about how they can encourage their kids to be inclusive so I get asked all the time by parents how do I help my kid who doesn't have a disability befriend your kid who does and it's tricky the super tricky one we've also had people ask specifically about the Best Buddies program um, and how to start that and what that is and what it looks like. And I know that the three of us don't know a whole lot. So we brought in some wonderful guests to tell us about their experience with inclusive friendship. Yes. And we're, we're so excited to, to share that for the first time on this side of the microphone. Our co-producer, Val Schleter, is going to talk to us about her experience with Best Buddies. So let me tell you a little bit about Val. She is, besides being our amazing 
co-producer and doing so many things behind the scenes for our podcast. Um, She's currently a doctor of occupational therapy, uh, a doctor of occupational therapy student, (laughs) not a doctor yet, and um, and, an employee of the lucky few. She's worked with Heather and Josh for the past year and now handles a lot of the background work, um, not just for this podcast, but also Heather's YouTube show and other things that happen um, behind the scenes for the lucky few. So uh, we are really, really excited that you're here, Val. Welcome to the show. Hi, I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm nervous, but I'm happy to be here. Yes. <laughs> Hi, Val. Okay, Hi. so glad you're here. And we also have your older sister, Allison, on the show. Hey, Allison. Hi. Um, <laughs> she's an accountant, right, Allison, working towards your CPA license? Yes, correct. Awesome. Um, and you are going to use your business skills to support nonprofit organization and especially people with Down syndrome, our favorite. <laughs> we love all people, <laughs> but our favorite. But especially <laughs> people with Down syndrome. Um, and so together, you two have been a part of the Down syndrome community for years. And it um, all started with your involvement with Best Buddies. And we are so happy to hear from you both today and that you guys are here. Yes, we're so glad that you guys are here. Thanks. Don't be nervous, either of you. (laughs) Nothing to be nervous about here. Um, This is such a gift to talk to you guys. So Val, tell us a little bit more about what brought you to the Lucky Few. Um, I just need everyone to know that we scored, we struck gold or oil when, (laughs) I prefer gold, when Val joined our team. Um, So tell us how you became a part of the Lucky Few, the bigger picture, not specifically with our family and our business because you actually don't have a sibling with Down syndrome, but you're connected to this community. How'd that happen? Yeah, so, and I'm so happy to be connected with the lucky few, but um, we, we started doing Best Buddies in high school. And um, just a little background on what Best Buddies is. It's an organization and it's worldwide now that has a bunch of different programs that just aim to include people with different ability, different abilities um, in all these different ways. So they have a job program, a leadership program where it teaches people to advocate for themselves, a living program, and then a friendship program, which is kind of their big pillar thing that they do. Um, the friendship program basically pairs students with and without different abilities in like a one-on-one friendship, and it just encourages like meaningful and genuine interactions. So it's a really good way uh, if you're not like in a space where you would meet people um, with different abilities, or if you have a different ability and you're not in a general ed classroom or doing um, sports and things like that, where you can meet people who you might not meet otherwise. So. We, my sister, Allison, and I started doing Best Buddies in high school, and we just fell in love with that community and people who um, just had a different perspective than us, people who were just so fun, and we met so many awesome people. And then we started doing programs at our church um, with the disabilities community. We have a pretty large group at our church that comes and has different events and everything. So we started doing those, and we ended up working working specifically at the church um, for that ministry. And so our whole life was just like really, really formed around that. Um, And then that all started with Best Buddies in high school. So then in college, I went on to co-launch and co-lead a brand new Best Buddies program. And it was really, really cool because we had all these college students who are kind of tend to be a little more like self-involved, so future focused Mm -hmm. and everything. 
and then to, for them to sit back and then just create like a really meaningful friendship and kind of be encouraged to do that was really, really cool. And it's such a time where there's a big focus on like peer relationships and social stuff. And so for the, our, our like community group was a group of people with different abilities. And so for them to be able to like come on our campus and just hang out and just have it be like so fun and so like quote unquote normal, like a normal college experience was really, really cool. Um, but yeah, so that's a little bit about Best Buddies and how it involved me. And then through Best Buddies, we met um, our best friend and we just call her our sister and her name's Lindsay. She has Down syndrome. She's a year older than me and a year younger than Allison. And so she's right in the middle of us. Um, and we fell in love with Down syndrome. And those are our favorite people and everyone knows it. And um, so, I, of course, I followed the lucky few on Instagram forever. And then they did a call out for needing interns. And I was like, I'm going to do that. And yeah, I haven't left and they haven't kicked me out. So um, that's like a little bit about how I got here. And Allison um, was Lindsay's first buddy. So Allison, you should tell them about meeting her. Yeah. So I did best buddies in high school. I started in my junior year of high school. So that was back in 2011. And in 2011, I was paired with an awesome guy, Angel. And we still keep in touch to this day as well. He lives in Las Vegas now, but if I'm ever in that area, I grab lunch with him. So it's just awesome that I still have that friendship with him. But while I was in a friendship with him, I met Lindsay. And in my senior year of high school, I was actually matched up with Lindsay and she became my best buddy. And I just absolutely like loved her. And I knew right away, like I wanted to be her best friend. I would see her <laughs> at PE and I was, she would just be so full of confidence dancing. If you ever see her, she always is dancing. I was like, man, I want to be this girl's best friend. And that's how we met senior year of high school. And it was a gradual thing from becoming a friend to a best friend. And then now to a sister, she was even my maid of honor, um, at my wedding last year. So, you know, it took eight years to get to that point, but I know she's going to be in my life for the rest of my life. Cause we're truly sisters now. And I don't even see her disability. I just see her as a friend. I love that friend. So, okay. I feel so one thing that we're going to do is Val, because she produces this show, she'll have in the show notes a link to her episode on In Search of the Lucky Few, yes. which is a YouTube um, show that the Lucky Few has started. And I had Val on and was just blown away by her answers. I already was a huge fan. And then hearing her talk about friendship <laughs> was amazing. So I have a question real quick. Is Best Buddies, what age group is Best Buddies? Is it only high school? No, Best Buddies now actually, it's oh, most of the programs I'd say are high school. Okay. This isn't like a stat, but I'd say like probably 60% are high school, but it actually happens in elementary schools, middle schools, high schools, and colleges. And some groups even have like some college groups even partner with like local like group homes or okay. kind of other community avenues where people with different abilities would be. Okay. I'd say it's mostly high school, um, but it kind of also just depends on if you have a teacher on the campus who's willing to be like the club advisor. And if you have a student who's willing to start it, it, it can happen anywhere. Cool. Yeah. That's good. And so the program was basically designed to promote inclusion and create opportunities for genuine friendships. But have you seen that it actually can do the opposite? And then how do we avoid that? Yeah, so the, the program is definitely a good way because 
like how often is a student who's so busy working everything, the chance you're going to get to interact with people with different abilities if they're not in your family or like at your church or in a group you go to, it's probably pretty slim. You're going to get that chance. And same for the people with a different ability. If they're in a special education setting, they're not in the general education setting, like the chance they might get to form those other friendships, like that might be limited as well. So it's a really good way to be intentional about saying, I want to get to know people who have different experiences than me, different abilities than me. And if you approach it like that and you're just like, hey, I want to have a good time. Like I want to meet new people. I think it's like such a great way to form those genuine friendships. But a lot of times I think we see people like they want to check it off as community service credits. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I joined this club and I'm going to help people. Like I'm going to serve this community. And really, like, if you approach any friendship with the mindset that, like, you're just there to help that other person, regardless of different ability or not, like, that says a lot more about who you are, thinking that, like, you can't Mm. also get something out of the friendship. Um, So one of the cool things about Best Buddies, though, that I like that kind of helps avoid that is it's a choice. So, like, the way the programs are set up, like, it's a choice for the student without a a disability to join. It's a choice for them to say, hey, I want to be part of this. And it's a choice for the student in the special education classroom to join. So, like, if they want to be a part of that friendship, they can join, pursue that. It's equal. It's, like, an equal thing. Like, they, Best Buddy says, like, you're going to plan these, you know, you're going to plan your outings together. You're both going to pay your share. Like, you're both going to provide transportation. Like, very, very equal. And mm-hmm. if the student with a different ability doesn't want to join, they don't have to. So it's not like I'm just coming into your classroom saying like, hey, I'm going to take you somewhere and you're going to love this and I'm doing this as a favor for you. No, it's like, it's a genuine, like equal friendship. Like both parties um, are autonomous in their choices. Like you can choose to go or not go just like, like any other friendship. And so I think approaching it with that posture of just kind of like, hey, I want to do this. I want to meet new people. I want to have fun then you're going to get a meaningful friendship and a genuine friendship out of it. And another thing um, in the program that I co-led at my college, like there were some pairs where we pair them up and we would try our best to, you know, like to kind of like match make everyone what you're interested in. But if they didn't work out and if you just didn't really like vibe with your person, your buddy, like that's fine. And we wouldn't force anything. Like we wouldn't be like, you have to like do this. Like this is your job. Like we didn't try to make it so uncomfortable and so forced that people saw it as a chore or ended up mm-hmm. seeing it as like a service thing and we would just say like okay let's find you a new match like this didn't work out and that's totally fine and that kind of eliminates that like pity aspect it eliminates mm-hmm. the the feeling of oh this person needs me I'm doing this as a chore or an obligation and um, at the end of the day it is it is the friendship created for you so that kind of has a little bit of like like an unnatural thing but like w- what happened with Lindsay is I don't even really think think of her or connect her as like a best buddy because it is so not forced. Like there's no pity. Like it's not forced. There's no obligation. And people say to us all the time, like you guys are the best. Like, I can't believe all you do with her and for her. And it's like, I should thank her every day for like putting Mm -hmm. up with us. Like we are like, our relationship is not at all one of like obligation or pity and we're not heroes for being nice Mm. to someone with down syndrome and Mm -hmm. you're not a hero if you join best buddies Mm -hmm. like I really believe that we need to like get that even off the table and even like counting best buddies as like a service project or a program or putting it on your college resume like even when you're doing that just being careful how you present it Mm -hmm. because it's such a great program but when you're 
looking at it as like a project that you're going to help someone, it, it can get a little bit, a little bit weird. Um, and I've even heard like Anthony Shriver from Best Buddies say like, one day they hope that they'll have shifted that friendship narrative so much that like you won't even need best buddies because mm. people will be able to just yeah. like be nice <laughs> without yeah. the expectation of like being a hero or like being like someone who's like saving other people. So right. yeah. So just approaching it as you're, you're not a hero, you're being a friend, mm-hmm. which is what we're meant to do anyway. Mm. And I think, I mean, I feel like that's a, even as, parents, we get that, right? I mean, it's kind of, this is the culture we live in where I am raising my son with Down syndrome and love him and being a good mom to him. And people are like, you're just, you just sacrifice so much. You're such a wonderful person. You're, you know, so brave. And, um, and so much of that is cultural of like, no, you would love your kid too. If it was, right. you know, you know right. like, okay, this totally. is where we could do this. Um, I, and I feel like that's just something that, um, you know, it's, it's a shame that it becomes, it can be a pity thing. Um, and that people can sign up and be like, I'm doing this as my, my, you know, my volunteer hours that are required or whatever. Um, but I hope that changes. I mm-hmm. hope that narrative shifts. I love that. Um, Allison, do you have anything to add? I think Val hit the nail on the head with most of the stuff she said. Just want to add, kind of touch on that friendship is like a gradual process. So like, you know, let's say if you do have a child um, that is matched up in a best buddies program and the friendship doesn't flourish right away, it's okay because they can be in the program all four years of high school and then they'll get matched with a new buddy next year. And like, I do know some buddies that worked out great and other ones didn't, but just think about your friendships you have in everyday life. Sometimes you hit it off with somebody right away, like we did with Lindsay. Other times you don't hit it off with them, which is fine. You can still be acquaintances, but you don't have to be best friends with them. You don't want to force anything like Valerie was saying, and you know, you want it to be real and true. So I think best buddies is just a great place to start forming those friendships. I know in high school, like I was on the board and we would interview people, same thing like Valerie did in college. They would interview people to see kind of, are they doing this just for community service? Are they doing this because they truly just want genuine friendships, which really helps out because you're able to learn about the person and kind of see what they're intentions are and you don't turn the person let's say if they want to do it for community service away because maybe they'll have a change of heart but you'll just have them be in the club and not necessarily have a one-on-one buddy so yeah and Val you're saying how it maybe it seems a little bit weird to like set up friendships this way but I don't think it is in 2019 especially I mean people that's how they meet their spouses on set on things that are set up you know like (laughs) blind dates (laughs) online apps like there's so many things in place that for you know like all of us tip neurotypical able-bodied well for everybody really to meet people so to have it work for a friendship it just makes total sense it's just being intentional you know like it's yeah it's creating an intentional space for friendships that wouldn't happen otherwise just because of the way our society is set up so i think it's i think it's good not Uh, weird totally not weird (laughs) yeah dating friends what Online friendship. It's not online though. Set not friendship online. setup. <laughs> friendship I don't know. They do have programs like that too, though, like apps you can go on to find things to do with just friends, like hiking groups oh, or different cool. groups. Yeah. So, yeah. That's and true. that's part of Best Buddies too. 
no, 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 general, just in general, general. like, oh, right, yes. right, right, right. like Facebook yeah. groups and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, so I've got a question for both of you ladies, which you guys kind of touched on, but um, maybe you can give some helpful tips, um, especially for like, I feel like this is a good question for um, parents who are trying to encourage their kids in elementary and middle school and in high school of like, how can we get people or our students or our kids um, looking at their peers with different abilities as equals? Like, say if they're not necessarily in Best Buddies, but in a classroom and someone is uh, mainstreamed in their classroom. And yeah. So I think the best way to do this is just to tell your child, treat them as a friend. Like, don't look at them any differently just because they have a different ability. They're able to pick up on so many things that people won't, you know, give them credit for, even though we should. So ask them, how was your weekend? Tell them hi. Hi. Just talk to them like you would talk to any other person, have that same expectations. Like even like we mentioned before, like with best buddies and friendships, let's say if you're going to go out for a social outing, you both pay, you both, you know, have transportation there. Maybe you live close by, so you're a carpool, or maybe you want to treat them that day, fine. But even like, let's say if you're going to go to lunch somewhere with them one day, you don't let the person just because they have a disability pick the lunch spot every single time mm. or pick what you do every single time. Because in a, any other friendship, that would be a one-sided friendship. Both parties should be able to say, hey, I want to do this today. Or, hey, I want to go to this lunch place today. So we'll do that with Lindsay all the time, even though, you know, maybe sometimes she can outstubborn us if she really <laughs> wants she to do something. <laughs> she always wins. But um, I'll be like, no, Lindsay, I want to go get this place for lunch today. She'll go, fine, whatever, let's go. And, you know, she'll do that because she realizes it's a friendship and we both need to you know, pick and choose. So in elementary school, through even adult life, just say hi, say, how are you? How was your weekend? And ask them questions you would ask any other person when you would first be meeting them because they can answer questions like, do you have siblings? What do you like to do? Do you like to dance? And they can answer those questions and you can start a friendship by just like you would any other person. I love it. Yeah. For sure. And if we, if we let Lindsay pick what we were going to do every time, we would get a massage every day, yogurt, and frozen yogurt every day, <laughs> and listen to music. And that's all we'd ever get done. Oh, so, yeah. Seems yeah. Like I would like to hang out with Lindsay. Yeah. yeah. Massages, no, seriously. It's a life. Yeah. It's a life. So <laughs> it's a lifestyle. I've, I've met Lindsay a couple of times and she is a dream. She's so great. Um, and I love that story. Will you guys tell us a couple fun stories that stand out about Lindsay? Yeah. So she's, she's both like fun and sassy and crazy, but also so caring. And like, she knows me better than literally anyone else in my life, which is just so crazy because we didn't grow up together or anything, but, um, she definitely can read me like a book, but like Mm -hmm. before anyone else knows I'm upset or happy or sad, like she is there and she's on it, which I think is another thing we always kind of assume people with Down syndrome, like, oh, they're so cute. Like, they're so fun. But it's like, no, like, they have feelings. Like, they have thoughts. Like, they can be supportive. They can be right there with you and, like, very deep, complex feelings. So it's not just, like, a surface-level friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess, like, one of the stories I always think of is one time, like, my whole family, like, we were at the beach, and I just wasn't having it. Like, I was, like, so anxious. Like, I was so 
just in a bad mood. Like I was so down. Like there were so many things in my mind that I was just like, I'm so done with this. <laughs> and we were all walking along the pier and I was kind of like walking behind everyone else because I was just not having it. Like I was not in a good mood. Like I was just so anxious. Like, and Lindsay calls it being spanxious because she can't quite say the word anxious, which is just like, <laughs> which is like really cute and fun. So like automatically when, when I'm in a bad mood like that, she'll be like, are you spanxious right now? And it automatically just picks me up because of the way she says it. But, um, so I was just in a bad mood. I'm walking behind everyone, like being all like, like a diva, like all grouchy. And she turns around and she like holds her hand out to me. And I was like, what are you doing? And I like snapped at her. I was like, stop. Like, I don't know what you want, but stop. And she was like, no, 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 here, um, you can squeeze my hand. Like she had it balled up like a fist and she was like, like a stress ball. You can squeeze it if you need to. I know you're spanxious right now. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like who does that? Like who like offers like themselves to be like, mm. you know, to be like that. And it was just like, I was like, oh my gosh, like I need you <laughs> forever. Um, yeah. So it was, it was just the best moment of just like her coming on my level and like reading me so well and knowing like exactly what I needed right then and there. Um, but yeah. And then like always anything we do, she's dancing anywhere we go. She has music blasting. Like she feels things like so intensely, either like happy, sad, mad, glad, crazy party. And it's like, what a joy and a blessing it is to like live life with someone who is so full of life, like on all ends of the spectrum, like just so full of life. And so, yeah, I could tell story after story about this, but yeah. <laughs> How about you, Allison? Allison yeah. Oh man, where to start? So many stories for all of um, the different things that we do. Lindsay's just become so much a part of our life. We have so many memories from teaching her how to ski, um, oh, yeah. from taking her on a cruise, um, just Disneyland trips so many times, but just so many fun things. But one of my favorite memories will always be, um, she was, you know, my co-maid of honor for my wedding last year. And like, okay, you know, Valerie, of course, is the one that did all the decorating because she's amazing at that, helped me plan so much. But like, no, I need Lindsay to be my maid of honor too because she's just always there for me and can read me and encourage me and just knows what to say. And it was so fun because she kept calling it your honor. I'm your honor, not <laughs> your honor, but your honor. Um, and she gave a speech and Lindsay can't, I don't want to say can't, but she really struggles with reading and writing. And through the years that I've known her, she's really done better at it through the use of, she calls it her friend Siri. She'll use Siri <laughs> on the iPhones to, um, she'll talk to Siri and then have Siri. And she really calls Siri like her friend, help her write out words and play the speech. So for my wedding, she spent a long time writing a speech for me. And she used Siri's help. Then she used Valerie's help. They put pictures of just different words and things we were doing together so she could see the word and also see the picture so she could stand up there and give a speech. And she gave me probably like a three-minute long, really, really good speech. And at the beginning of the speech, she always starts any speech that she writes talking about best buddies. So she goes, girl, remember the past? We met through best buddies. And we did pumpkin carving together because we carved pumpkins. That's one of our very, very first activities mm -hmm. as a club. So just having that speech, just and listening to that is one of my favorite things because she talked about so many of our memories in that speech. Yeah. And Aww. we can link that in the show notes yeah. too. <laughs> I love that. I want to meet her. <laughs> yeah, she sounds yeah. amazing. Um, 
So before we close out, do each of you have a piece of advice for anyone hoping to form organic friendships with people with different abilities and how, um, yeah, and I guess, again, how parents can encourage their kids to do the same? Yeah, I mean, I'm not a parent, so, like, take this however you want. But for parents, um, and I always think of, like, if there was anything, like, our parents did to, like, make it so we had kind of an, a good attitude about forming these friendships. And um, I can't really, like, think of anything specific. I just know that my mom was always so intent on, like, you will invite everyone to your birthday. Like, you will invite the whole class. You will not leave a single person out. Like, everyone's included. Mm-hmm. Everyone's invited always in our home like our family home is like that place where you can go if you are like happy, mad, sad, if you're this kind of person, this kind of person, whoever, whatever race, whatever ability level, like all those things. Like, so our home was just always so inclusive of everyone, like regardless of whoever you were and like whatever you did. So I think that was just like that model of my parents being so hospitable and so inclusive. And so like everyone is invited all of the time. (laughs) I think that really, really helped us like, um, look at people with different abilities and just be like, okay, like they have Down syndrome, they have autism, they have CP, they're in a wheelchair, but like, we'll make it work. Like whatever it is, like we'll go somewhere with a ramp. We'll go somewhere where the movie has captions, like whatever it is, like we'll make it work. Um, so I think that kind of model from parents of just letting their kids know, like everyone's included all of the time. And then like on a practical level, like if your second graders having a birthday party, invite the whole second grade class and then walk over to the special ed class and invite them too. like, don't make it weird. Like, why would you leave that group of people out? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think just like being really intentional with your kids and then like, you do have to kind of like make it happen. I think a little more just because if the people with different abilities are in a different classroom or they're not, you know, in your kid's reading group or whatever, for whatever reason, like, I think you do have to be like very intentional about that. So saying to your kid, like, Hey, like this girl looks really nice. Like, yeah, you should walk out to school with her. Or, hey, here's an, in- like, you know, give her this note and she can show her mom, like that we invited her over or whatever it is like, but doing little things like that to not make it feel forced or weird or like an obligation, but just to make it like a really fun, natural thing. Like, Hey, ask her if she likes movies. We can go see one together or whatever it is. Um, And then I think we, we have an episode about this too, of just Heather's friend who was so intentional about saying like, Hey, um, you know, does Macy want to come over and is there anything we can do to like make this play date a success so that, you know, we all feel comfortable and we all want to do this. So we'll link that episode too, because that was just a really good one and an important one about, um, how to make it less weird, not a chore, and super, super fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, Valerie, you're such a dream. <laughs> She's, the best. She's the best. What about you, Allison? Do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, so I think, you know, simple, join Best Buddies. So if you, it's just a great place to start you know, start being involved. So if you're in high school and there's a best buddies program, join it. If there's not a best buddies program and you really want there to be one, seek out a teacher. It can be a special ed teacher, a principal, a counselor, any teacher on campus and say, Hey, can you help me, you know, do this? Best buddies has a lot of resources to help get club started. And I think you can, you know, do one in middle school too. elementary school might be a little harder for a student to take initiative to do that. Um, but start one, start one at your college. 
I personally didn't know I could have one at my college when I was in school. And by the time Val started one, it was too late for me to, you know, start one. So join it um, and then just make it, you know, treat them like a friend. Say hi to them. Ask them how they're doing. And like Val said, what she said was great as well. Yeah. And when you're starting one too, like just to throw in, like Best Buddies has so many resources. They like lay out this model and kind of package it up for you. So it's very, I mean, I don't want to say simple, but it's, it's, it's doable. doable. It's totally doable. And there you'll be able to find one teacher who's willing to help you with that. And if you're a parent and your kid's in elementary school, um, you should be the one. If you're a parent, this is a really awesome way. If you're a parent and you have that time and you don't have a kid with a different ability or you do, you can make that happen for best buddies and you can just go online and it's like, we all know how to do that. And it's so easy. And you just find your like region and then they'll connect you with like a best buddies representative to help you do that. But that's an awesome way as a parent of a kid without a different ability. If you approached your school and you told this, like the parents of kids with different abilities, like, Hey, I started this thing. I feel like that would mean so much to those parents to be like, Oh my gosh, like you made this platform happen for my kid to have friends. Like, thank you. Like that is amazing. And at an elementary school level, like it's probably not going to be the the kids who are able to do that. So yeah, the parents need to step up there. Yeah. And I think, I mean, as we're thinking about parents and wanting to raise kids who are, are open to diversity and who are inclusive. And um, I think one of the coolest things that we as parents of kids with different abilities get to see is how our children are affecting the typical kids around them. And um, just to close this out, um, you guys have shared so much about what Lindsay has meant to you and what Best Buddies has meant to you. How is that affecting your careers? And how do you see advocacy for people with different abilities playing into the careers that you guys have chosen? I'll let you go first here, Al. All right. So for me personally, I have always just wanted to combine like both of my worlds that I enjoy. So, you know, when I was in college, I was on staff for the disabilities ministry at my church. And I just absolutely love being on staff and planning events. But then I was going to college at the same time and I knew, okay, I enjoy taking business and accounting classes. And I was like, okay, well, behind every single nonprofit, there is still accounting that needs to be done. It still essentially runs not like a business, but you need some of those skills to run a successful nonprofit. So that's when I decided to pursue a business and accounting major. I'm getting my CPA license. I'm working at, um, one of the big four accounting firms, and I'm just getting to see so much about how successful companies are ran, what they do. So I want to use those skills to help nonprofits um, for all types of, you know, different abilities and use those skills that I'm learning, project management management skills, to just continually plan events. Because Val and I and our family probably plan some sort of event, whether it's pumpkin carving, like we're doing this upcoming month, or go-kart racing. We do something about, you know, once a month with all of our friends with different abilities and just being able to use those different skills I'm learning in the workplace to plan those events has helped a lot. Ladies, thank you. Allison, oh, yeah, oh, no, sorry. go, go back. I was just going to throw in yes. Allison is like next level planner. Like, if you guys think I can plan things, like, just she's, she's an accounting no, no, no. planner. She's a spreadsheet for everything. Like, she 
she can make um she can really make big things happen for people with down syndrome because of those skills so. all right allison yeah, i'm awesome. calling you i've got like five projects right. that i need you yeah. on. Knows <laughs> don't all about let them. valerie lie she's just as good as me <laughs> or better um i want to know how you guys were raised to get these amazing organizational Skillset. skills <laughs> <laughs> um, a spreadsheet for every vacation oh yeah really, that's really what it was i feel like in my heart i want to do that but then i i also start like twitching at the thought of it it's so out of my so out of my wheelhouse i'm proud of you for thinking of it Thank i you. never even think of it I've never done it. <laughs> Even have a spreadsheet thought. Yes, exactly. All right. Well, ladies, thank you so much for being on here. Tell us where people can find you and learn more about your story with Lindsay. Yeah. So we, um, you know, we're also those people on Instagram who, who have a Down syndrome account. Um, but it's cool because you don't see like often um, people, adults with Down syndrome being mm-hmm. kind of like represented in that online Down syndrome Instagram community. So um, we have Lindsay's account. It's called Lindsay's Light. So that's L-I-N-Z-E-Y-S and then L-I-G-H-T. Um, and we'll link that in the show notes too, or I will, um, about that, <laughs> where to find uh, where to find her. And we just post videos of her dancing basically every single day. And um, it's, it's a joy to kind of show people like, look, this person with Down syndrome has this awesome, meaningful social life um, into their adult years, not just... In, in school and not just with peers with different abilities, but with peers who don't or do have mm-hmm. other things going on. So, yeah. I love that. I love that. All right. So everyone is going to go follow Lindsay's light. Um, it's yeah, a good please follow. Do. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody follow and share it with a hundred friends. Um, all right. Will you guys stick around for some good news? Yes. Okay. This episode is graciously sponsored by the ethical handbag line, Bano, the NYC-based label aiming to redefine and bring sharp awareness of sustainability and ethics to fashion. The brand recently partnered with the National Down Syndrome Society on a curated capsule collection of handbags and the signature Nini tote. The Nini was named after the founder's sister who has Down syndrome and whose lively spirit inspired his whole family. In honor of Nini and to support the organization that was instrumental in helping his family create an inclusive space for her. The NDSS and the Baino Capsule Collection is now available on Baino.com. That's B-E-H-N-O.com. With every purchase made from this collection, 20% is donated to the National Down Syndrome Society to support their impactful work. And a complimentary tarot card holder, which is a $75 value, will be sent with any purchase from the NDSS Capsule Collection when you use the promo code NDSS at checkout. We are excited to tell you more about this week's sponsor, Quantum Reflex Integration, or QRI, which combines the powerful effects of cold laser, sound, and reflex integration, allowing individuals to reach their potential by strengthening neurological connections. Parents of children with Down syndrome often notice improvement in behavior, speech, and academics. Heather Hill, a parent who uses QRI with her son who has Down syndrome, says, QRI has helped my son with T21 make progress towards our goals for him in speech and behavior. Our friends at QRI have created a special offer just for our listeners. So head on over to reflexintegration.net and use code QRI Lucky Few for a free QRI computer harmonizer valued at $159 with the purchase of any essential package today. Okay, you guys. Um we are gonna do our favorite part of the show. <laughs> Good news. <laughs> Ooh, 
my cocoon stay out. <laughs> She's always stealing my thunder. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I loved it. Good news. Okay, Val, you start us off with um, your good news to share. Okay, um, I'll share. Oh, I have so much. Okay, I'll try to keep it brief. But the other day, we were costume shopping for Halloween in September because we are like that and we love Halloween. And so we're at a costume store and Lindsay like walks in and she loves scary, like spooky things. So she loves a costume store with like all those crazy things. And like, she didn't even talk to us about this. She just like marched up to the counter and like asked the cashier, like, hey, I want a job here. Like, get me a job here. Oh like, how do I get a job? And we were like, what are you doing? Like, you have a job. Like, what are you doing? And so we walked away because sometimes these conversations get like really ridiculous. And we're like, we don't want to be a part of this. <laughs> so we walk away. But she talks to this cashier for like five or 10 minutes. And they're having like this in-depth conversation. And first of all, I was so happy he like took her seriously enough to like talk to her about yeah. getting a job instead of being like, okay, sweetie, like, no, no, you know. And then she comes back 10 minutes later and she has a sticky note with the number of where she can call to get a job the website of the costume store and like an email of who she can email to get a job there. And like, she just did that all on her own. She just like mm -hmm. marched up to them and was like, I want a job here. Tell me how right now. And like for her being confident enough to do that. And then for her to be able to figure out like how to say that. Cause sometimes like her speech isn't always like audible to some people. So for her to be able to like, to like figure out how to communicate that to someone, it was like, it was really cool. And I was like, Oh, okay. We'll get you a job at the Halloween store. Love it. Yeah. I That's amazing. That. It's really cool. All right. Um, do you have some good news, darling? I have, um, what's my good news? Good news. Sunflower just is so cute. This morning. <laughs> she is so cute. <laughs> She's so cute. We were at um, a donut shop in a new area. So we had to check out the artisan donut shop, of course. And when she was done with her donut, it comes in a cute little silver tray. You know, so hipster. Um, she threw away her little, she ate her donut, she threw away the little napkin that came with it, and then brought her tray up to the counter, and then did a pose. Yeah. So I would notice, like, look what I did, mom. And so that the, also that the cashier would notice, and we all applauded her. Oh my gosh. It worked. <laughs> and it worked. She got attention for being a good civilian. <laughs> I love that. And it was cute. Sweet, sunny May. Um, I feel like I shared my good news at the beginning. I'm going to default to um, Mason's slaying it in fifth grade. Sounds this good. This going to be an overall. Yeah, it is. I have another one. Oh, get it. I know. I So uh, one of the, I've been just learning a lot about Ace lately and had um, some, some help thinking about his sensory needs and um, what really helps him come alive. And engage. And so I've realized that whenever we have amazing times together with, with his verbalization, it's after we've been jumping on the trampoline together. Mm. So I've just committed to every afternoon jumping with him and singing songs for like 10 minutes or 20 minutes. And, and I have seen just in the last three days, like amazing results from that. So yesterday he started singing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star with me and 
he usually just stares at me when I sing songs to him. Yeah, as, <laughs> as we all we all do from time to time. Know, it's guys. a performance it's, it's to hard, him. It's hard, like... it's hard having this voice, these this set of lungs. <laughs> but the I so I started singing and and he started like I would pause and he would say the word um, like you know up above the world so and he would say hi. And um, and he had a sing-song voice, and it was just amazing. And I feel like things are starting to happen with him with verbalizing and uh, just a lot of things coming together right now, and I'm really grateful for it. You, uh, Micah posted it on her Instagram page, Ace Face is my friend, right? Was it on that one? Yeah, yeah okay. it was on that And it's adorable, <laughs> Micah, and I was cheering for him, too. Okay, so we have another piece of good news from one of our listeners. Friends, we love, 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 love hearing from you. That's kind of the point of the segment is to celebrate all the good news happening in our community, not just with us three. So this is from Kylieann22 on Instagram. She says, my two and a half year old son, Micah, started part-time preschool a few weeks ago. He's in a class with typically developing peers that are slightly younger than him. We felt that would be best mostly because he's not walking yet. After the first week, his teacher was raving in all caps about him. She said he's one of the best in the class, listening, following directions, participating, communicating his needs. No tears from him, but lots from me when she told me that. Mm-hmm. I am so proud of him and honored to be his mama. Kaylee, Kylie Ann, 22. So that is some good news, girl. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, my God. Chosen for Johnson wrote in. Team Georgetown is making its debut at the Down Syndrome Guild of Southeast Michigan 2019 Buddy Walk this weekend. Get Holla. it, team. <laughs> team Georgetown. We love that. Thank you for awesome. sharing. Yes. And as always, friends, we want to hear good news from you about your loved one who has Down Syndrome. So you can leave us a voicemail at 424-442-9147 and share your good news. Or head over to the luckyfewpodcast.com for that phone number and for email and all the ways to get connected with us. And friends, if you have a product or a business that wants to help us shout the worth of people with Down syndrome, then we would love to partner with you. You can email us at hello at the luckyfewpodcast.com for sponsorship opportunities. A huge, huge thank you to our editor and producer, Andy Lara, our co-producer, Val Schleter, our sponsor, yeah, Val. Valerie. <laughs> Valerie, say a little something. Like, uh, yay, here I am. Uh, yay. Perfect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and all of you, and thanks to Val and her sister Allison for all of the love that they're putting into the world, all the good work they're yes. doing, that they're doing. Thanks to Best Buddies program for the hard work they're doing, friends. Check out Best, Bu- Best Buddies today. Um, and to all of you, we thank you who have shared the Lucky Few podcast with friends who have listened faithfully and cheered us on. Please don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember that you are dear listeners supporting a loved one with Down syndrome. You are a shouter of worth and a narrative shifter. So keep on keeping on because we are cheering for you. We will see you next Monday on the Lucky Few Podcast. Bye. 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 <laughs> your turn, Val. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Lucky Few Podcasts. Remember to review our show on Apple Podcasts and check us out on all social media at the Lucky Few Pod. You can also support the show now via anchor.fm just by going to the website, scroll down to the bottom, and you can begin your support right now. Lastly, send us your good news by going to the luckyfewpodcast.com and sending us a message via text, voicemail, or email. See you next time.